Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the depths of Indonesia this week with Jim Taihati's 2020 Indonesian National Revolution epic, The East. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Howdy. And Nate. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> End movie. Just put pressure on it. You'll be okay. <laughs> Mike B. What's How are you guys face? doing? What's right. that face for, Mike B? You've got a lot to say about this. Uh, okay, so, okay, yeah. okay. So, not, because, not because of my joke, but because of the actual fucking movie. So what did you guys think? Oh, Mike Ace turned on now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm the like, groan, like the, the mm. weird, like, mm, Okay, mm, Gila. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. I'll just jump into it. So, you can do it, yeah, for once. I avoided this movie for a few years. Not for the reason that I don't like it now. Um, but, like, I just don't like revolutionary films that are made by countries that used to be the colonizers. Because there's always going to be a bias in some way. Um so the Dutch talking about their time in Indonesia during them trying to take it back is kind of like, you know, strange. It's not like when we did the Battle of Algiers, that's a, it's an Ind- or an Italian film company made that for the Algerians. If the French made that movie, it would be a much different movie. So, um, yeah, I avoided it. And then finally it's like, let's touch on it. The trailer looked cool. It's, you know, whatever. Um, first thoughts, very cool sets at points. Some really cool props. Um, other than that, they had some cool historical things that, ex- that were real to the, to the era and to the, the fighting in Pacific and like all these decolonization battles. Um, other than that, it's a meandering piece of shit that doesn't know <laughs> what the fuck it wants to be. And it's really boring. And I don't know, like I thought the first 20, 30 minutes of it were really good. And then it just doesn't know what to do. And then just kind of just doesn't end. And then, yeah, it's. And it's got two strange storylines. It's hard to follow as well. And it's, I don't know, um, very disappointed. Not because of my original attention of like, oh, they're just going to paint the Dutch as like these amazing people that they were forced out of the country. No, it's just um, a meandering piece of shit. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I had such high hopes because they do, we'll get into it, some really, really niche stuff about the late 40s and Pacific. And I was very surprised. But other than that, like, yeah, not to be a broken record, but it's a meandering piece of shit. So <laughs> it's overwritten. Um, if you if you know if you want to think of it that way, and I um, the the first I don't know forty five minutes, which felt like two and a half hours. Yes. Um, yes. I, um, I, I seriously like looked at. It, I'm like I'm not even halfway through this fucking thing. It feels like I've been sitting here for three hours. Um, some of the stuff was a little interesting. I kind of liked how it was starting out to be like this whole thing of where we are never going to see anyone. Like we're we're going, we don't we we we're, we're going in to try and fight these rebels, and then we never see them. And I thought like that would actually be an interesting movie to where we never see anybody, you know. And it's just like this. It's like a ghost kind of, you know, this this phantom that's leering all the time, and then they're just doing what they can, you know, as soldiers do on deployment, they're going to their fucking women and stuff like that and getting drunk uh, in between that. 
But then it went into this whole thing with the stupid Turk, and I'm like, fuck this movie. I hate this. And uh, yeah, I um, I can't believe I, I sat through the entire thing. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yes. it's, for, it's for your service, actually, our viewers. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we suffer so you don't. You know? Scuttlebutt, <laughs> we waste our time so you don't have to. Passchendaele, Hyena Road. Yabba-dabba-doo. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Can I get an isolated audio clip it's, of that? It's the war call. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. Okay, uh, Nate or Mike? Do Mike. I want to see how bad this is going right. to be. Well, Scooby Doo, it's all you. Yabba Dabba Doo. Yeah, Yabba Doo is fucking. It's not Scooby Doo. Um, oh, oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. It's one so, of those 70s uh, cartoons. Yeah, one of those, one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Nate, go first because I'm about to I'm about to rip this fucking thing. Well, I mean, asshole. I guess I guess your I guess yours going to lead into like a conversation about like how the history is, whatever. No, I don't uh, know the history. That's the thing. Okay. Is I don't know the history, so that's so, I'm going to talk about the actual film for once. So I'm <clears throat> I'm fine with a movie being slow. I'm fine with a movie doing two different plot lines. I'm fine with. A, 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 a Turkish man speaking, you know. Norwegian. I don't think you're fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm not fine. I'm not fine with no, like, no fucking, no fucking lead into that ending. I, I, I was fine until the till the chase scenes. In the jungle near the end, I was you. Fine. You were fine until then. I mean, I was. I mean, I was like, this is this. This movie's whatever. Okay, fine. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted to see. It's not the style I wanted to see. But I've seen a lot worse movies. That's and when then, the sh- and that's then when, when jump the shark, yeah. and then when it's like you know the fourth iteration of village killings and all this other shit, and then it's like, okay, you betray us. So now I'm gonna hunt you down in the jungle, and we're gonna make a game out of it, like fucking Hunger Games. I would. I was. I was fucking done with that, but then, but then I Battle was, but, but you know, Passchendaele is twenty times worse than this, so you know, it's it's fine. But I'd the, say about ten, but yeah. The, the thing is, is that you know, I, I, that that whole thing until the end, and then that whole end part of the movie, and the whole like you know, seeing his like buddy in the street and all that kind of stuff, I, I couldn't follow any of it, and it was just mind numbing. And then the last bit when he shoots himself spoiler uh in the head it's quite the spoiler um i literally out loud said what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> my my wife was next to me and she's just like oh or is this a shitty is this another shitty movie is this like passiondale 2.0 and i'm like no it's not as bad but i verbally yelled what the fuck did i just watch Some because beat music starts there, playing there was no there's no lead in <laughs> what i've done <laughs> it's a very upbeat post-war indonesian music like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> 1976 is gonna be the year that we go to the top of the jakarta I, charts I, like, what the with, fuck? With, with that fucking ending i went in lincoln park to like you know roll it out anyway it's just it just was ghost just, of you yeah yeah i i just i just <laughs> didn't... Like bob dylan's uh uh 
song I was at. La 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 la. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there dead. I I I yeah. I mean, it, it literally does do that though, in a way. Yeah. We should make a we it, should make a reel where it's like the Willy Wonka song or something, like pulling away while he's dead or like. Just I'll, I'll, I, I might I might I might make a Uh-oh. version or two of what we want at the end of that movie because this 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 movie was. I was so hopeful for it. I wanted it to be good at first. He blows 25. his brains out, and then it goes to the end of the gladiator, where he's walking to the field. <laughs> <laughs> the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheat field. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, I wanted to like it, but it just kept pulling me down this fucking, what the fuck are we doing? It kind of reminded me of 12th Man that way, where it kind of went down some different rabbit holes, but at least 12th Man showed psychosis and, like, suicidal thoughts really fucking well versus this movie i had no idea that was what the the ending was going to be that it was leading up to yeah. suicide it yeah, just felt like a, it, it felt like a revenge <laughs> thing it's like what what is this so it, it just again i'm i'm all over the place with it because it literally is all over the place it's a moraning piece of shit and i liked it until about 30 minutes in and then every 15 minutes i was hitting the pause button and going how much longer is this I wasn't hitting the pause button because I wanted it to keep going, so I didn't have to sit there any longer than <laughs> well, I wanted for me, to. Well, for me to see the fucking thing, you know, right. I had to pause it. But anyway, I want to get to Mike Beast thing. But no, I mean, the editing, the only thing I could say that, that worked with this movie to me was the props to my eyes look great. The the uniforms and stuff look okay to my thing. I lot, thought it was a very interesting time period. Um, I liked, you know... Uh, remnants of World War II everywhere and all that kind of stuff and, and that whole thing with it. So, I mean, I did appreciate for what it is. I think, you know, again, even if it is a flop in our eyes, I do appreciate the work that went into it, but I don't like the story at all. So, might be... The problem with European filmmakers, specifically Dutch, that I've noticed over the past couple Dutch films about World War II or around that time is that they do the whole like 1960s American Hollywood trope, but they, they bring 2020 hindsight, 80 years later politics and views into it. Okay. So this thing, I I literally, I was 30 minutes into it and I could not, I was like, fuck it. I hit pause go out and walk around, look at my wildflowers and all that shit. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a bitch because it's two hours and 20 minutes, right? So dicks in the mouth put you off and you had to go walk around? Yeah, it wasn't good. It was <laughs> literally, no, it was It was literally, I had to pause this so many fucking times and just go out and take a beep because I'm like, mm. so I, I basically, I started this film at noon today, right? And it took me, Five and a half hours to watch this bitch. God damn. Because it was like, it was so shitty. And but I'm it like, it felt like 10. It, yeah, it, it was, it was so bad. Anyway, um, if you're going to tell the story about Dutch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm drinking clear American again. It's the it's white. Okay. Is that your Dutch accent coming through? <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Dutch in a second. I'm, I have some comments on burpee, the Dutch burpee, language. Burpee, top secret. Burpee, burpee, burpee. <laughs> No, this fucking thing was, it it went from the possibility of telling a story of what happened in 1946 and using correct helmets for one, um, props, okay, cool. 
But so it went from being that to, oh, we're just going to make a fucking other action, like a spy, like subversion film. And there's a betrayal at the end. And it was just like the, the, the fucking cookie cutter, lazy goddamn formula that's been done so many fucking times in history in a film where it's like, okay, maybe teach people about what happened in 46 in Indonesia or the East Indies at that point, as they were called. But no, 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 they completely fucking went the opposite route. And it's all about, oh, it's the action. Like, oh God, it's the drama. And yeah, let's have some tits and ass in, in, in this movie. And okay, it, it was relevant, but it was like so fucking overdrawn. Like the, the time amount that it took is it like, okay, he's fucking a whore. Okay, guys do that. Sure, you could, you could allude to that. Don't waste time explaining the fucking story on this shitty like fourth or fifth side story about this 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 whore that oh no she got a fiance and then you're gonna you're gonna shoot him and you're gonna get all pissed off because you thought it was gonna work out no it's not gonna work out <laughs> yeah what a spoiler thought. wow weird and it's like you wasted so much fucking time on character development a because the characters were all very um one dimensional to me very one dimensional very or cliche complete 180s from what they were yeah I, I I couldn't tell you like what this whole character's motivation was the entire time, the main guy, daddy issues. Yeah, it, it was all over the fucking daddy place. issues. Daddy issues, but it's I like guess, still, yeah. it's like Jesus Christ. Okay, I kept either own it that. or get pissed off about it. He didn't. Either. They kept trying to remind you, like I know, I'm 30, like I don't care. Every twenty five minutes, it's like a checkpoint. By right. the way, yeah. You know? Again, either own it or 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 don't 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 have this in between like. Oh, there's an internal conflict. It's forced Mike. conflict. It doesn't feel real. Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. That's 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 the term I was looking for. Thanks, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. It's forced conflict, and it's fucking unnecessary. It's so stupid. This whole fucking film, the whole, like, going off, you know, oh, yeah, you can just, as, as a regular soldier, you can just get up out of your fucking barracks in the middle of the night and go out with this, this fucking weird Turkish-English dude that was trained in, during the Second World War or whatever, you can just get up and go with him and nobody's going to fucking notice that. I mean, come on. Like, come on. Really, like, they're going to notice that you cannot go AWOL. Not good. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg of the amount of bullshit that was in this fucking film. And this thing was a, a giant fucking waste of time. It really was. And so... Yeah, the... Um, anytime that, like, okay when the Turk character started to be introduced in the first half, every time it was like focus on him, I did not give a fuck. I was like, I don't care about this guy. Like get, get away from this like badass action character and get back to like the real stuff. And the movie just slowly got away from the, the real stuff as it were. And I was, I just did, did not you, give did a you, fuck. Did you also like that? How he threatened the Japanese officer with not around in the chamber and then had to cock it to put around <laughs> in the chamber. <laughs> Yeah, the Jap- yeah. Japs have just been like. If the Japs would just shot at me, been like, "Well, fuck! I didn't rack the slide." Like, <laughs> so, like, so on his fucking chrome-plated, fucking pearl-handled or ivory-handled yeah. fucking. That's ni- how you know he's col- a boss. Uh, Nineteen hundred. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Market zero. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm fucking around? Market, Market zero. zero! <laughs> It's a league game. (laughs) That's my favorite part. This film is not like the big Lebowski. It's not Nom. It matters. (laughs) It's not Nom, Smokey. There are rules. (laughs) So so while we're here, let's just paint the picture of the history 
and what they did get right. The Pomeranian has fucking papers. <laughs> then we can jump in. <laughs> just fucking do Big Lebowski. Just do Big Lebowski. Her falls out. You know, well, yeah. that, it's better. Dog has fucking papers. Over the line. I can't. I can't leave him at home, or else he eats the furniture. <laughs> the fuck was all that shit about Vietnam? <laughs> um, sorry, so, sorry. It was not a literal connection, but <laughs> so go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. So yeah, just to paint a bit of the history for this. So it's it's very interesting, you know. Basically, in 1942, very early 1942, Java is overtaken by the Japanese. Um, you know, the Dutch were, were weakened from the war in Europe at the time, and they had lost their mother country. So the colonies they're called the KNIL, which means basically the, the Netherlands in Java or in Indonesia, and um, they were there, you know, for 300 years. They had established a colony in Java and oppressed the Indonesians severely. Like, you know, just like the French did, just like the British did, just like all the European nations did. Even the Germans had, they had colonies not that far away, New Britain um, and uh, Micronesia and stuff. So, you know, part of the African colonization also included the colonization of Africa in the late 1800s and, or earlier. So anyway, the Dutch were there for fucking ever. And they just, you know, fucked over the Indonesians every chance they could get to mine and use the heavy the heavy resources that existed in um the east indies and in java so the japanese show up and they promote their idea of the co-prosperity spear and yeah by the time the japanese are just invading java the japanese are supporting them and telling them where the dutch are and where the americans are and where the british are because 300 years of colonial rule here's a another ruler or, or an option for freedom fuck yeah fuck those dudes so for three years, basically, um, it was Japanese control. And the Japanese were just as bad as the Dutch, but they were focused more on fighting the war than, you know, mining the resources. So the Japanese time to the war was mostly just trying to not starve because the Japanese ate most of the food. But there's a period of time at the end of the war where the war is over, the Japanese surrender, and nobody's there. So not just in Java or Indonesia, but all over the South Pacific. Um, all these countries just they declare independence and make their own governments. In Vietnam, they raised the first Vietnamese flag over Hanoi in September of 1945. And Ho Chi Minh has a parade that goes into the city before the French arrive, and he's deemed the new uh, leader of the country. And these countries that got basically fucked over in Europe, they lost their mother countries, were so mad that they made sure that they were not going to lose their colonies. And these people that literally suffered through the horrors of the German, you know, Gestapo, finding people, forcing them to fight for them, hunting Jews, went out and did these same things to their colonies. You know, you see it time and again. You see it in Algeria, like when we did the Battle of Algiers. You see it in Vietnam with the French, or Indochina at the time. And you see it in Indonesia with the Dutch. The Dutch were not going to give up this colony. And they literally had the British there for a few months before they can get their own troops there to fight them. So you think the Javanese really were happy that there was another force there? So it's really crazy. You know, basically, the Europeans are kicked out. And they they have to fend for themselves for years. They prove to themselves they can fend for themselves. And then the Europeans want to come back. And they want their spoils. They want their, their empire. They want their colony. And it doesn't work. <laughs> And thus, you have these revolutions all over the world. You know, the Second World War is very important because it shatters empires. After 1945, empires do not exist as they did before. The best example is Great Britain. You know, Great Britain basically gives up its empire 
because of the Second World War and what they suffered. And they say the biggest thing that broke the, the last straw on the camel's back for the British Empire was the snowstorm in 1946 that basically socked the whole country in 10 feet of snow. They had to ship coal in from Canada. It was really bad. And that's when they started to say, we cannot support the empire. And 47, India goes. And that creates the long line of the 30 years of decolonization. So it was a really crazy time where, you know, the Javanese are fighting for their independence, but the Dutch want their glory back for their colony. And in the middle of all this craziness, you have a problem of shipping. The biggest problem during the Second World War was shipping. George C. Marshall said the only thing that kept them up at night was shipping. Because how are you going to move all these fucking people around the world? Well, when the war ended, the opposite problem existed. How are you going to move all these people back to where they were? And it was all about priorities. The first people that got priority in the Pacific were the POWs. They wanted to get those guys home as quick as possible. So they left. And then it was the old timers. The very last people on the list to get out of the respective countries they were in were the Japanese. Japanese soldiers did not get repatriated until 48, 49, 50. Like, literally. And there were so many guys that were in these different countries, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, they were actually employed by the new governments, the Dutch or the French, as soldiers to fight against communist revolutions and local indigenous revolutions. So... You literally have Japanese soldiers that are ordered to fight Viet Minh soldiers in Vietnam during the 40s or fight the Indonesians in Indonesia in the 1940s as well. So it's this really fucking crazy dynamic. You have enemies fighting with enemy or, you know, on the same side of enemies because they're just there. So to bring it back, I really thought it was cool that they had Japanese soldiers in this. I was kind of blown away because that's a very misunderstood thing. I didn't find that out until like the 150th book I read about the Pacific. Like I had no idea that these like tens of thousands of Japanese soldiers just languished waiting to go home because they didn't have enough transports. So that was really cool. And the sets were really cool too. I thought that was neat. Some of the camouflage was neat and things, but that's the, the background to where we are. You know, the Dutch wanted their colony back and they were going to move heaven and earth to do it. And by the time they arrived, you know, the Indonesians had their own shit working. They even had their own television channel, like fucking like news network and shit. And the Dutch weren't going to have it. And they initially were backed up by the British. And thus you have this four year war that just gets worse and worse and worse. So that's the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, is other than the Japanese um, for that one scene, how much of that is in this movie, would you say? Not at all. But yeah. the, fact that they, the fact they had that once, though, is interesting. And it's like, you guys right. did that. Like, the jungle suits they're all wearing, really cool. 100% right. correct. You see a lot of photos with that. That was neat. And the other thing I liked, too, was I liked the first 20 minutes of this movie, up until they see the fucking uh, decapitated guys with the dicks. Because <laughs> the actual fear Sorry, the way you, you said see, that made me really laugh. That just made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, dicks. So the actual fear that you see in everybody is amazing. I love that scene in the rice paddies where it's like, you don't know their language. They don't know your language. You're afraid the fuck of him because he's a rebel or knows rebels. And he's afraid to fuck of you because if the rebels are watching him, he's going to get beheaded. Like that tension that they have in the very early scenes when they're patrolling, that's like, if they were wearing fucking jungle fatigues and shit and they were speaking English, that would be the best Vietnam War movie ever made. Right. Because that's like the my lie tension that you all hear about. And that 
nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to interact with you. And you're all afraid as fuck of each other. And I thought that was beautiful. But then it just turns into this horrible fucking meandering piece of shit. See, I thought that tension was going somewhere. That's the thing. Like, I thought this was going to be to where it's like, we, we cannot find the enemy. And then eventually it's like, they start, you know, out of frustration, maybe start shooting these villagers and shit like that. I mean, the stuff that you hear about in these kind of situations and um, that you where that tension breaks finally. Um, well, they built that up too with that guy getting shot in the river. Yes. So they, yes. You don't, yes. you don't, you don't see anybody. You don't know where the fucking yeah, shot came gone, from, but yeah. he's it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was about to say is you don't, you don't see them at all until the, which I thought was very real or I, I liked strategy wise that they they took a shot at the lmg guy first exactly which, the way, i thought yes. that was a good it could have been the front guy like it always is in the nope. movie but i liked how they went that way um but the one the one thing that i was going to say was that we don't see the enemy until he goes in a fucking psyop mission with a fucking turkman <laughs> you know like yep. and and then and then the movie just goes downhill the moment we start petering off the squad base army to this again this psyop mission it, the whole movie just unhinges from the whole thing you've been building for the, at that point, it's about an hour. Yeah. And you've just derailed all the character development of everyone. Like I say, every time that guy showed up, I just did not care. You know? Yeah. I and don't, that, I yeah. don't give a crap about him. I cared yeah. about the main guy right. who we opened up with. Why Get does rid it of have this to be metal gear shit yeah, about a Turkish like opera singer? Like, <laughs> why why do i care i thought that was a dying like fever dream or something i wasn't even sure yeah (laughs) if you know it's like again if you watch this film up until like hopefully your internet (laughs) dies the second that you see the decapitated heads and then it's like oh that was an interesting movie like because it just turns the shit like even before that it's like cool you know they have the the process where he gets his uniform and the book to read and like that it was so well done and then it's just like like nosedive you know like oh. <laughs> yeah, i love uh, that that rice patty tension though it's like i would Mike, rather the have page, the first you know? 20 minutes and keep it to like we never see the enemy it's a constant mm-hmm. battle of of strategic it's politics. a mind fuck it's a mind fuck go wacky like in 12th man if you want to lose your mind to suicide do it that way yeah because we- we could do a fan n- edit of there this. Was, there was no... <laughs> God. There was no... 15 minutes. There was it cuts no, out an hour and a half. Yeah. There was no lead up mm-hmm. to any of that ending. And I understand what it's trying to do because it, it's trying to get across that he can't hand... He, he could not process everything he went through. I understand the reasoning behind the ending. But there's no lead up to it. Not that I should guess it, but there's no physical evidence in the character development to suggest that. It just seems like a 180 shock value because we write a shitty plot and we need to end it on a buzz on a buzz note. You know, that's it. And and I love the production level of this film a lot. I just hate the fucking story. It's it's all in the writing. Yeah, Brian. But like, what is it to understand? Because like, again, after the first 20 minutes, it just is all over the place is it about him shooting a horse because he's dealing with shit is it about his fucking piece of shit nazi father is it about you know him not dealing with things like it's just it's so Every many time, different directions you get pulled yeah. in it's like what the fuck is this about with it's non-linear right. i guess it's non-linear i mean it's it's like two story storylines going it's, it's like, like five stories yeah well, well well yeah Pepe Silva. 
it's like it's like memento where it cuts to like a different time period you know and then it's like two running next to each other um but it's uh, time it's time hopping back and forth mixing hopping, it with yeah. with, uh, with inverse dream reality right well, it's irrelevant too it's it's irrelevant at those points but so. every time it cut back to him with the like the 70s hair i was just like fuck this move i don't care about this like go back to to the war like i i did not and i'm not saying that like oh i just want action and war but it's like there is no merit drama. to any of this yeah there's no drama there, there, there's no actual drama it's yeah. it's it's just um it's trying to uh i, I don't even know what the fuck how to it's describe disjointed. it but it's like, <coughs> it did, yeah. did, that's a good word i like that disjointed it's, it's disjointed yeah like, i understand you know? i understand what they're trying to do but mm-hmm. it's but very you can't do it and you wasted so much fucking time that's what i'm saying if we did a fan edit of this all of that would be gone you know, it wouldn't even be in the movie. It would be the beginning, the fucking, and then suicide somehow. Like, yeah, know. I want, I want, I want, piece I want, it together. You know? I want Gita hate fucking and only that. Gita fucking hate, hate fucking, hate, hate, oh, hate fucking, fucking, my yeah. guy, hate fucking. Yes. There's well, I don't, rec- I don't recall any tits. No, there, no, there tits is the first time. There were some tits. No. You guys are blind. I looked for I looked for tits. Jamie, I didn't see. Him. I probably it, was it, looking the, the at lighting. My, the lighting is very dark, but like I no, probably still, was she, looking at my phone for most of the movie. She's, okay, she's pretty well endowed. Some uh, shadowy tits. I, I, I remember her ass well. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is not bad, but it's a, it's again. Are we watching a porn? Or are we watching a right. fucking fo- well, wait, a drama? No, no, no. What are we watching? What is this? <laughs> that's the overall like, question. That's the real what question. What is I have. this? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's almost as fucked up as the conscience of the Dutch during the war. Like, we lost our country, but we won a colony, but we've I lost a smooth. That's the point, but... Brian. That's the point. My father was a Nazi. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, so were a lot of people in Holland. <laughs> go become a merchant marine. Like, go start a new life. What okay, the can, fuck? Can, can I do. say something that I do like about it was the mishmash of all the different weapons and like uniforms and stuff that was interesting to see yeah that was mm-hmm. cool the jungle suits and that's are it dope. <laughs> yeah. very, yeah, they're very they're... rare piece of kit they haven't reproduced them in a long time i think those are world war ii impressions ones because they did a run a long time ago they mm-hmm. might have had a run done for the movie i don't know but i i bought one recently from a buddy of nate's or lester we had him on the channel um but, oh, uh, is that what that is? Is that is that that? Yeah, is that's that what, what that is? Using? Yeah, it's a jungle, oh, jungle suit. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, yep, yep. They're very cool, and they were used in that area during the war, actually. Um, and they were we gave them to everybody after the war. The French used them, the Dutch used them, obviously. So that was really cool to see, and it's hundred percent realistic. But there's something that's fucking so wrong that it took me twenty minutes to realize it was wrong, and then I was like, Birch is going to realize it's wrong, and then we're going to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it now. Yeah, you wouldn't even tell me on the phone earlier today. Those so. fucking South Korean helmets, dude. Okay, I was wondering about that. The Korlon, the Korlons, the Iraqi M80s that the Iraqi, didn't have well, a... I thought they... Aren't they South no, Korean? No, they he, sold them to Iraqi or something? Yes. So yeah, here's the thing is, is, those are South Korean Korlon helmets. They never used them. That's the thing. Okay. They made them, but they, they, they used them in limited numbers. But you can tell with the chin straps, the, with the, uh, the, the friction rivets, buckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the well, rivets no, no, were the, what... No, it was the, the rivet the, in the middle of the head or whatever the fuck. That no, was. Those, those, rivet, those rivets are identical to an Iraqi M80. I can pull one. Yeah. I have it right there. If Do you want to see it? Why not? Yep. Yeah, but sure, like, why not? Yeah, all right. but so what? They would have been wearing M1s then? Straight M1s. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, like, I saw M1. them. I'm like, no, that looks no, like an... That no. Looks like, oh, wait, Mike's saying no. From all the no. photos I've been able to see, they mostly wore M1s when they were Okay. Okay. But here's the thing, too. These would have also been mixed in. Yes. The, oh, that, okay. That, wait, is that a, that's not a real K and I helmet, is it? 
Because the K&AL helmets are a little different, I know. So. This is a legit fucking K&AL. Oh, what do I got here? Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for having no, something cool. This is That's a, a very legit... rare helmet. I know. Very I'm rare. aware. Yep. For for people who obviously can't see, he held up a middle finger. Go on, Mike. Yes. Um. No. This is this is legit KNIL. There would have been a mix of these and possibly M1s, and from my very small amount of research, Type 90s. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. that's the one with the shield, right? No, it's a Japanese helmet. Oh, Dirk, yeah. You do see photos, though, of guys with camis and M1s. Sure, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, like, mm-hmm. they would have had a surplus of Kanaya helmets, mm-hmm. Type 90 helmets, and M1s, right? The Japanese even reuse Kanaya helmets. There's a lot of ones that they, like, yeah. change well, no, this is. I just want I just want to rub this in your face a little bit <laughs> because yeah, I, well, I have a real helmet because, used on D Day, so fuck you. But <laughs> well, look at this. No, but this is mint. That's really cool. This is absolutely fucking. There was mint. one on Facebook a few years ago. I almost bought, but I just you know it's just so, so, thing. So I have a question for you two. Just just this might be a stupid question. So why do the Dutch not wear the helmets that they had pre World War II? Is they were outdated at that point? Well, or no. So, okay, we had a okay. bunch of milsurp at that point. No, good, good question. Story, yeah. Good question. Um, so the M, I don't want to get my Dutch M thirty four. It's another helmet. Well, I just, 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 just tell me. I, I'm so right. no, these helmets were a modified version of the Dutch M thirty four helmet, right? They were okay. a shorter skirt in the back. They have this flap, the sun flap, right? Mm-hmm. And all this shit. And these were actually legitimately fucking made, contracted by the Dutch in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> i'm not shitting you i'm not that's, shitting you that's cool so they bought a they bought i, I don't remember the exact number but it was several oh, yeah. thousand oh yeah so that's where they all came from sorry go ahead i fuck stick another <laughs> cock left slap. turn yeah, yeah, but yeah. um no so they they actually contracted for just specifically the knil units because it was a lighter helmet okay. uh smaller helmet but it was still the same design as the m34 in the contour and everything right yeah. now they use these things and they got their asses kicked by the Japanese in World War II. Nate's father was there. Grandfather was there. Java. What? Hmm? This oh, is Java? The, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, battles yeah. that your grandfather was at took a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Around so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, they had like warehouses that had a bunch of these in there. So after the war, they would have had a bunch of these surplus helmets in this condition that I just showed you. And they would have worn them because it's like, okay, we have them. We're going to use them, blah, blah, blah. Because right. they're actually steel helmets. Like, they're, they're, they're thick and everything. But, like, here's what they used that's, in the film. Th- th- that's, that's the helmet that has that emblem on it, right? Like, right here, that big-ass fucking thing. Get, yeah. You don't need to get just, up and just get, get it. No, just, just, okay, all no, right. He has right. to get it. I know. He has to show off. I know. It's fine. Fuck, you have a K&I helmet, you asshole. <laughs> I like how you're still hung up on that. That's a really rare helmet, dude. <laughs> Listen, yeah, before, I started, before I started collecting guns and vehicles and making movies like an idiot, I fucking collected helmets. And yeah. Yeah, that you. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a Dutch helmet either, and I'm Dutch, so fuck you. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Look at that smile. Look at that smile on his face. You. He is so loving this right now. So okay. We'll just do a little very, profile shot. They're um, very cool. So I have your address, so I'll be there in 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing you. But, like, uh, so here's the M34 with the badge on there. Yes. This is the Dutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And so they would not have been wearing these in the Dutch East Indies. They would have been wearing this fucker. Okay. And um, 
And also, it's funny, a little side note, the Romanians love this design and they bought a shitload of these fucking things and they were called the M39 helmet. Did they just chisel off the fucking... No, they had a different thing. crest at, at first. They had the King Carol crest. It was, um, oh, okay. It's a different crest than this. Mm-hmm. But they used these through World War II, right? When right. they were in Stalingrad yeah, yeah. and shit and they got defeated. Yeah. And so, yeah, but the Romanians used this design and the Dutch used this design until after World War II and they went to the M1 like every other European country, Western right, European right, country. Right, right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brian, just a little bit of a flex. And no, then, that's a big flex, and I'm very jealous. That's very cool. <laughs> Dude, I told you. I know, I know helmets. I fucking love them. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's, I fucking, that's a So this is what they were using in the film. Okay. This is an Iraqi M80, an original one. Um, check that out. You can see the stamp. Yeah. So why were they using that then? Because it looked I have like because no it looked fucking, like the other well, one, I guess. No, where in 2020, where the fuck did they get a bunch of South Korean fucking Corlon M80 helmets? Well, that's what I'm true, wondering. Yeah. Not even that, like Indonesia. You have jungle suits that are oh, very actually expensive. yes. Indonesia probably had a bunch of surplus, and they probably well, used where they shoot it. That. To the Indonesian, I can see that. I, I'm pretty damn sure they shot it on location. Because look at that. Look at like this. The back. The, the rivets in the back. It's a, it's a fucking it's a it's uh, a I'll, South I'll, Korean. I'll look it up. It's a South Korean manufactured M80 Corbin helmet, right? I just looked it up. It's filmed in Indonesia. There hmm. you go. So did Indonesia? One of you Jamies down there, uh, <laughs> can you look up if the Indonesian military ever purchased um, helmets from? We South have some followers. We have some listeners in Java. You can look that up, mate. So. Okay, uh, that's gonna be yeah. No, because I'm actually curious because. <laughs> It's actually not that easy to get them. Oh, also the um, I have the chin strap up, but like the uh, it, they're they're literally Can I they're literally fucking Iraqi M80s that South yeah. Korea produced from 1980 until fucking. Well, they made them for a uh, Bangladesh too, because I have a Bangladeshi uh, helmet. It's got a rim on it, but yeah, the it's... very the very first thing I see, I know it's not the same, but it's Korea surplus in the Philippines, Philippine Korean surplus, like. No, it's not the same. But I just want to know how they how they decided to use them for the film, like how they got them, because they're actually not that easy to get. They they were easy in the eighties to get, yes, but in twenty twenty, like or twenty nineteen, how the fuck did they get them? Did they have them like do another run or? If that's like a rare find, that sucks that it's inaccurate. <laughs> it's it is like, inaccurate. It's 100% yeah, no, it's like it's, it's like, we got these these really rare helmets. I, oh, it sucks. It's inaccurate. For like the first few minutes, yeah. I'm like, maybe this is a variation I don't know. And I looked yeah, at the original photos, thought, and I'm like, yeah. nope, nope. Oh, I looked, immediately, I was like, that's I a thought fucking... They were like, I thought they were like yeah. weird Dutch M1 helmets. Well, I once I, no. saw, so. once so. I saw that they originally they had steel helmets, I'm like, that's a fucking South Korean helmet. Because I as what I knew them as is South Korean M ones because we had them in our museum with the Iraqi ones and everything. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know because it's basically a Kevlar M one with a riveted liner in well, it. Well, it's not Kevlar; it's Corlon. It's literally oh, canvas. It's, it's cam. It, it, so it's basically um uh, M one liner that's thicker. Yeah, hmm. and it's canvas. It's all canvas. It's pressurized, and that's why, like you can see here, the rim is so thick. Mm-hmm. It's got so many layers, but it's just literally yeah. pressurized canvas. Hmm. Have you done a blood like test a... on that before? Uh, no, and I... How much do you want to I, bet Indonesia's army fucking I'm just interested that to helmet. see how good the helmets are. Well, Bangladesh, like, they, they fucking had the same... I'm looking at it right now. Like, they had the same kind of helmet, um, but it, it was a little bit updated, but, like, it's the same material. It's Corlon. 
it's resin that's impregnated with uh, canvas and compressed at high fucking pressures. Oh, so it's high pressure. Yes, yes, Brian, it's high pressure. <laughs> it, uh, it's, high pressure ladder. Is KIA, is that Korean Alliance something? KIL? I, no idea. KIL? Maybe it's KIL. It says it defense export deal with Indonesia. Oh. Uh, Oh, it probably is, then. What? I'm trying to find more shit. Hold on. Well, we can get back to that. But, yeah, the helmets are just annoying. Yeah, no, but anyway, um, getting back to it, because we're nerding out right now, like, honestly. And uh, it's you fine, game, but, like... Game back to fucking film. But, no, here's the thing is, like, immediately when I saw those helmets, I'm like, those are fucking Corlon, like, M80-style helmets. The chin strap's different because it's the, it's the friction buckle, like, the two the two loops, which the Iraqi M80 was an M1 style, as you can see. And so, it's like, it's the same shell. I wonder where the fuck they got those because I actually don't know what country would have adopted that kind of friction buckle for their chin straps no but i I did know okay long story short i did know that there was not right a they're too thick to be steel right b um the rivet placement is not it it, it's a fucking south korean m80 um and it was like that was really egregious i'm like dude you guys put this much money into the budget for costumes because and props because you've got everything else that's pretty fucking cool. Why couldn't you get M1s or M1 clones even? I, I would have ragged on you less if you had like shitty Chinese M1 clones. I'd be like, Any yeah, M1 whatever. is correct too. Not like you need Hollyville liners with fucking you know, fixed bail exactly. helmets. It's like, no, any, right. any helmet would work. Any M1 style helmet or exactly. helmet or whatever would work. You know, I, uh, o- o- OD, OD7 fucking type 90 helmets. Pinky yeah. shop. Like, yep. Come well, on. I, there we go. Uh, yeah. I, I I want to probably uh, cheaper than what the fucking they were using. I do yeah. want to uh, I do want to say this thing though. This, this made me laugh. Th- we've been talking about like rivets on the side of the helmet and their correct thing. And this was a fucking <laughs> review that we got <laughs> back in April on iTunes. It says show is filled with hosts who are more concerned with whether a helmet is the right color shade than the overall content of the films. One star. <laughs> Good for you, bud. Thanks, so, for, thanks for watching, well, listening, and reviewing. We're fulfilling about, that pretty well tonight. What's yeah. funny about that, though, is that if you remove, if you even have the correct helmets, what the fuck is this movie about? What the get, fuck get is this movie to the core about? Yeah. Yeah, 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 like nothing. Yeah. Daddy issue Dutchman. Daddy issue Dutchman. That yeah. was the working title. Daddy issue Dutchman. We need to start fuck I need to start like really fulfilling these conversations we have with the shorts because we really need to pick that up. That's a you problem. I know, but I'm like I it's like, dude, do I spend six hours of my day making daddy issue Dutchman and like oh, really sure? high text text with a film trailer short? You know, like we come up with our well, own titles for the shittiest. Now, the industry, Hollywood's fucked right now, Nate. So what else are you gonna do? So, not enough know. passion or uh, uh, too much passion, not enough Dale coming to <laughs> no, you June fourteenth. No, Yo, wrong with this movie. It's too much passion, not enough Dale. <laughs> there you go, Brian. Really quick, and then we can move on. Um, because you're jealous of my can now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that smile too when he says that. I too. know, but uh, what's, what's this one? This is a can 
mm-hmm. that was captured by the Germans. Oh, wow. And, Ooh, that's interesting. And realigned. Yep. Huh. Captured. And wow. Where would it have been captured from? Or was that just... So it's a KNAL that's been recaptured or an M34? So where would they have captured the KNAL? I know in the... Holland, in their warehouse. Oh, I got you. Interesting. And they issued these fuckers. I've seen and... the ones where they take the badges off and they use for firemen and everything. The, the no, Germans, this one, is, but, this one, that's the real KNAL. Yep, and it's uh. Look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> that's the Brian like fuck you face. That it, it flashed for one second and yeah, then he hit it and then, then I called it out. So there you go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Won sorry. This auction sorry. years ago for thirty dollars. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a five hundred dollar helmet at least. Unfortunately, the line's ripped. But Brian has this thing where his his upper lip on the right side of his face flicks for a half a second, and I yep. know that's I know that's the and that's the. I just want I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to do it. How do you know my psychology? Dude, Jesus. I how many hours have we spent with each other right. on fucking camera? <laughs> like like I know we've had conversations that dwell oh deep God. like the fucking dwarves in Moria, okay? I know how the fuck your face reacts to things. Okay? Jesus. I just know. So I It's like when it. I say old bay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, anyway, um these guys would have been um they would have had a mix mash in my opinion. Uh, they would have had a mix mash of um, Kanaya helmets, Japanese helmets, and USM ones. What about their web gear? Because you said something about the strap, and I was curious. That's all British web gear, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I the love P37 seeing the brand fifty eight mixed in. Right. They didn't get that right. I, the well, belts I like P fifty eight. I liked seeing the brand, and then the assistant gun, assistant mm-hmm. gunner having brand. Um, well, no, no pouches that, or whatever. No, the they all the was. same pouches. That's the thing. Is like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust I, me. This is how. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I just very, noticed it when I wanted to look at it. Maybe there's a very good system. If you want to tell it, Mike, you can, or I could tell it. But go ahead. Go ahead. System. Mike, why don't you get more comfortable? Jesus Christ. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I am comfortable. <laughs> sorry, which, sorry, sorry. No worries. I forget which pocket it is, but on one side you carry two bread mags for your section, and then the other side you have two bandoliers at uh, three or three. So you go through one bandolier, and then you take it out, you go through another one. And it's a very smart system because everyone has mags for the Bren Gunner, and everyone has ammunition for themselves. And you can very quickly rearm because it's two bandoliers. You fold them okay. a certain way, they go, and you're good to go. I very smart, smart two pouches, you can carry Sten mags. Yes, so Sten mags it's, as well. It's, it's, it's yeah. a universal. It was the, the, the whole concept with the uh, P-37 equipment and then later P-58 is um, – it's universal pouches, right? So you got the two. What? What are you laughing at, Nate? I'm just. I'm, I'm laughing at Mikey. He looks like he's just going to town on that fucking pidget toy. I'm not chewing on it. If that's I know, no. <laughs> just Michael, look like. Do not eat out the prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why Sorry, it looked like you. Well, you look. You look like those like insane people who like lick their cats with those fake tongues. <laughs> so that's why I I called it out. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah. So, so we, yeah. There. Yeah, <laughs> You'll have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, Fuck you it. might. You might want to go. Uh, you might want to get up and get that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't mean to call you out for your fidgets. I I edit them out. Anyway. It's okay. It's okay. No, yeah, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I just I'm, we've all I'm got in a, fidgets. My God, I'm drinking clear American and belch. So when Mike, Mike, Nate, when when you wake up yeah, and Michael's go. above you with a stick, it fucking you know, it's like you hit a predator. At, uh, oh yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, well, Mike B actually might be the one because I snore. So I'm, oh boy. You know, 
Just oh wait, it'd actually be like platoon. There'll be like a really badly shopped like you know Texan going in like this. And I know you'll kill me in my sleep if I snore, so stay away from me when we go. No, I'll wake we, you up first. Trust me. Okay, all right, all right. Because it's gonna be personal at that point. All right, yeah. Yeah. you're gonna be the I fucking nail printer, motherfucker. We're all gonna beat you to death. I'll try to bring the stuff that makes it kind of stop, but no promises. So just no. You just wake kick up. me. Hey, just kick me on the jab. You could snore. You could snore. That's fine. You wake me up. It's going to get really fucking personal. I'll try oh. to sleep on the sides of stuff so I don't fucking snore, but no promises. That, that reminds me. Okay, this is really gruesome, but films always get this wrong. And I have this on very good authority, so I know it's true. If you cut somebody's windpipe, it's the loudest fucking thing in the world. It because pops. Someone's, it's pops oh. in, in your... Oh. It, and like, it's like... <laughs> it's very loud. It's It's no... The real way to do it is you push someone's uh, head forward and you put your knife between there's a certain vertebrae in their neck and it's silent and you instantly cut their artery and you kill them. Nobody, nobody fucking cuts anyone's throat. It's the loudest thing ever. But it's Brian, it's like it's, it's like a video game. Yeah, it, it totally, it's, it's like I don't even know gear. what it is because what is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> Why is angry Dutch dad man fucking slitting someone's throat? We have to go Chicago? left to right because he knows the secrets and he made fun of him. He bullied him, so now he has to kill him. Well, do you know where that sound comes from? It's um, it's when the air you try your lungs are trying to draw air in, so it goes through and it has all that blood bouncing off your trachea. And it's just, it's whatever, and it just makes a louder sound or whatever. It sounds like a lo- loud, wet fart, as I've been told. <laughs> yep. I mean, and, uh, uh, it's... They, they fucking just toss grenades in and riddled the hunt anyway. Why don't they just start with that? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, that, that reminds... I'm yelling, I gotta not do that. Um, <laughs> that, that reminded me, that reminded me of something. Yes, dude. Why would you throw a grenade into the thing, riddle the hut with a machine gun, and then proceed to go, shh. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's inconsistent. It's like, I'm sorry. They know you're there. You know you've got hostages in there, right? Right. Like, well, it's the Dutch. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, but like... The Shots big, fired. I, I guess I guess that would be the reasoning only to be quiet. But I mean, to my in my mind, it's like, why at that point? But, right. That, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why do this video game, you know, clandestine killing shit? It's just like, just fucking show up and kill and just shoot everyone. Like, you did that anyway after everyone was knifed. It's like the Saudi Arabia level in fucking Battlefield 1. <laughs> you know, they're all dressed up in those fucking, like, you know, Lawrence of Arabia stuff. It's like, I don't know. What was the point of doing that anyway? It, it just, I don't, I don't even remember what the outcome was. What was the point of that, like, that, that, uh, what were, what were he they even saves, doing? He well, it's the first. It's the first psyop mission for him to become undercover with the Turk or whatever. What I were they know. doing though? They were rescuing those girls, the guys' daughters from like eight bad guys with hand grenades. Oh, I thought they yeah. were just people who lived there. I didn't. No, uh, so they. So, <laughs> so the terrorists took over his house. So, okay. so I didn't, no, think, so, I didn't so, think they were prisoners. So, so, okay. so, so, to, so to like rescue the hostages, they threw fucking frags into the main hut. You know, the thing that stops frags. Right, right. You know, yeah. And then, and then straw, straw, the fucking M three mag into the right. Fucking, yeah. Oh, we yeah. just killed the prisoners. That was that was the first thing. I'm like, well, that's a cool M3, but you just riddled all the prisoners. Like, <laughs> Indonesian hardwood houses are known to absorb all those explosions. That's why bamboo's strong. I yeah. I just I just I don't know. Like again, this is just a meandering. Just right. Everywhere. Should we go on to IMFDB? 
Mike, look, you're telling you don't want to be here. Yeah, you're just like you're leading back in the chair, going, "Can I just tap it out? Tap it out." You're passion dailing me right now, dude. Dude, I mean, what else needs to be said? I hear you. We did spend two and a half hours of it. I guess we should, you know, we should at least we should at least make half of the time up here. There's more things to talk about. For example, low ready carry. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, just Mike, something Mike, I've kind of given you're, you're up. You're a big on. fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big I, fan of that. Right. Except I, for our, except for our fucking production. It's on the poster no. of the fucking Let's movie. Go. Yeah. 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 The, the fucking like, idiot in the back of the jeep was like this with it. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I did guys, like. I did. Patrol. I did like how they had a steady progression of S of Lee Enfields, and then they went to M1s though. Uh, yeah, like that was. That. I guess that's true. I guess you know. <laughs> I guess that's accurate. I don't know, dude. You sound like you personally just sound like you want to hate fuck this movie. That, that's, that's that's literally what I'm getting. You're just like I don't fucking care. Why am I here? Michael like, Ackerman film right presents Gila, a Dutch film about the occupation in 1946. <laughs> it just starts with hate fucking this. and then goes into a patrol about where they can't find the enemy and then it ends. Hate fuck it like uh, whatever her name was. Yeah, sorry. Was what were you any, saying, Brian? Was there anything that you like? Well, oh, that's the red light Mike district uh, flashback. That's where you get started at. Perfect. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, was yeah, there yeah, anything yeah. I liked, Nate? Um, yes. Like I say, I liked the when, when it blew his fucking brains out. <laughs> I already said it. I said I liked, I, I liked how they started out with this whole thing of like we can't find the enemy. The enemy is unknown. We can't see anything. Okay. And the I tension. I like that. But it just right. fizzled out once uh you know uh the badass Turk guy became a character, which I found out was a real person. So then I was like thinking about the ending. I'm like, did that happen to him? Did he go become an opera singer and then get shot in his dressing room? Get get shot with no fucking blood trail as he's like squiggling out of there. Yeah, is he actually a Turk or? He, the, 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 I I mean I don't know, but I looked him up and that's it's his it's the same name and he was known as the Turk. That that's a uh, yeah, but um I didn't see anything about him becoming an. He lived in Turkey for three months and therefore he's a Turk. <laughs> he was okay. I pulled him here. Yeah, he, okay. He was born in Istanbul. Um and uh, died in 1987 in the Netherlands. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, war criminal, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> war, war criminal, the whole thing. Just fucking. Oh, we got, here's the, here's the hag file on him. Okay. Oh wait, that's in Holland. No. Yeah. Um, it looks nothing like the guy in the movie. Um, hag is in Belgium, correct? Or no, well. Switzerland. So I guess so I guess because of all the genociding stuff like that in their eye in that thing, that's like the whole like fucking thing with um uh why they came back in all the boats in the fog were calling them Nazis and stuff like that, I'm guessing. Kind of an interesting Bible. opening, yeah. But uh baby spitter. in the Netherlands. It's, it's a ba- Netherlands. it's 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 pretty much like their babysitter scenes, you know, it's like yeah, the uh, the baby killer. I didn't yeah. say that right. Baby Sorry, killer, baby you spitters. mean? Yeah. <laughs> baby, baby spitters. spitters. <laughs> that's that's a, that's my band. Oof. <laughs> We're the, the baby. baby I'm spitters. tired. Sorry, baby killers and yeah. spitting on them is what I was trying to say. I this know is this uh, is getting this, this fucking podcast getting as derailed as the fucking. We're not. Film. We're not. We're not Taguchi eye levels yet. Okay, we haven't said Gandhi stuff yet. So you know. <laughs> I'm not going to because it's not relevant to <laughs> well, this. Well, what's interesting, well, there actually is an Indian connection to the real thing. So long story short, the, um, the a lot of the Indian soldiers in the British military during the Second World War defected to the Japanese because they believed in the propaganda. There was a lot of them. There was actually even a story that there was an Indian anti-aircraft crew that ended up on Guadalcanal, and they were the deadliest anti-aircraft crew ever because they were trained by the British. So there's actually stories of these Indian volunteers ending up different places um because they were defected and 
Indian soldiers show up on both sides of this conflict, just like out of the blue, because they were in Java. So you get Indians fighting for the communists, you get Indians fighting for the revolutionaries, you get Indians fighting for the Japanese who are linked to the actual uh, Dutch. So Indian soldiers pop up everywhere in here. It's very interesting. And a lot of those guys, I think there were actually 50,000 of them that were in the Japanese. There was a whole name for it. It's kind of like the, the Vlasov army. But um, if you guys know what that is, like an Eastern front, but in um, for the Japanese in, in Asia. Um, but yeah, a lot of Indian just defectors show up everywhere <laughs> at this period of time all over the Pacific. So it's kind of interesting. And obviously the British tried all of them and hung most of them. But um, hanged. kind of interesting. Hanged, hanged like the hag. Hung but, all uh, the made means that they made them into like horse cocks. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what that means. Well, you know, I love you too. It's okay. <laughs> maybe it happened. I don't know. A true punishment in life. No, that's a, a war cock. cock right there. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought you thought the human centipede was bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, the human horse cock. No, I, I'm cursed for the rest of my life with the Indian horse cock. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> no, it's a broken man looking for nothing. That's <laughs> the description, notes. yeah. Yeah, that's what I made Look on the back of the DVD, that's what it says. It's so funny. Yeah. Dutch daddy man this, looking for nothing. At this point, let's go into IMFDB because, like, yeah, there's really nothing there's, else there's much not, to say. Because, and, I, and, I, and then we'll lean IMFDB yeah. right after this. Is that, the problem is, is that unless we talk about, you know, like hidden meanings and looking deeper in the film there really isn't because it's very cut and dry in its deposition but the problem is is that it is very random in the way it lays it out yes problem is is that even though it might look cinematically beautiful because i do think it was some of the shots were actually really well done however it is not like um thin red line uh cinematography I will agree with the people who still scream at us saying that the red line is a masterpiece. How dare you compare it to fucking saving private Ryan? Fuck you. I don't care. The the We're thing is, is that SPR. that's what people have yelled at us for. Yeah, I know it's yeah. Whatever. People can suck a fart out of my ass. Anyway, this is, this is a whole nother fucking conversation. My point is, is that I will give thin red line a, a, a like an a plus 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 for cinematography. It is yes. very, very, very fucking well done. And this does have some of the shots in it are very, very well done, particularly with like full blown sun, blue sky, rice patties, jungle suits, fucking legit. But the problem is, is that and I and I think cinematography wise, this actually is really well done, really well done. It's not 12th man levels of well done, but it's very well done. And I think that, you know, but the problem is, is the story and the pacing. It's just so slow. And so kind of the same shots again and again and again and again. There's nothing that really stands out. It's very good cinematography, but it's dull for the most part. And to, I guess to compare the cinematography to Twelfth Man, Twelfth Man had like eight to ten shots that were really well done, and I really thoroughly and I still thoroughly enjoy that movie. I watched it two weeks ago and I liked it again. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's the thing with that with this film to me. It just it's meandering. It's it's interesting. It's unique, <coughs> but it's dull, and it's just dull, 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 dull. Brian. Yeah, I mean, it, what's funny, though, is that there's a film that came out a few years ago. Um, it's called Red Sky, and it's about um, a French soldier um, in Indochina early on, like early 50s. And the sets are amazing. The casting is really well done. They did this crazy shit. I think they shot it in Vietnam. And the plot's such a horrible fucking piece of shit that I don't fucking know what the movie's about. 
Like it's funny that like that movie that, was made. Is that two like years 2014 Red Sky? No, that's no, 2018. That definitely not it. That's something some fucking fire job uh, movie. Never oh, 2015 released. A star and a half. Definitely not that movie. Okay, it's based in 46, so same year this one is, and it's like literally the same exact shitty fucking meandering plot. Beautiful sets, really awesome uniforms and stuff to a point, and then just like what the fuck are you doing? Like oh my god, it's just funny that like it's another European film, it talks about decolonization. From a different oh, countries also perspective. Has two stars. Yeah. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? So it's just funny that the exact same film exists, like in a way. This one just had a bigger budget, I think. So people are very lacking in the, when it comes to uh, something to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially with this Mike one. He's <laughs> trying to push this boulder so fucking fast. It's incredible. He wants fucking out. Like <laughs> he, Sisyphus. He, he's oh doomed God, to hell. Dude, you are just like, get me the fuck out of here i, once, I don't want to talk about when this. we were in that uh dressing room at the end i was like how what the fuck turn did this movie take I'm like and i had to kind of look back <laughs> on the whole experience i'm like how did we get to this and, i don't know yeah <laughs> like like i was you know. in the jungles watching a war movie and then all of a sudden opera you know like what the hell and it starts off so strong I would have been fine with like a confrontation. It's just again mm. out of nowhere. Okay. This 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 kind of makes it I'm guessing maybe a number of people wrote this. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Well, do you want me to look that up for you real quick? Please. Or do you got that? Okay. I would that that's what it feels like. And that that happens a lot. And it's never a good thing when you have like a shitload of writers, you know. How many rewrites did it go through? That's a good point. Mm. Like Three and a half stars. First nice script rating. was written in 1996. Okay, it has two uh, writers. I just saw it. Yeah, it's okay. up there at the top. It? Oh, thank you. Sorry. It's okay. Well, then fuck you, Mike. I'm never going to fucking ask to, you know, help you write any of your fucking scripts, <laughs> hey, you fucking piece of shit. That's not the same thing. Like, when you have, like, <laughs> it's not the same thing. When you have, like, a bunch of screenwriters, like, working together and they're, like, doing their own rewrites over and over again, like, it becomes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not good. It's a jerk fest. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's polishing a turd at that point, and you're just in development yep. hell. It's it's still a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Look, at least so. they, at least the director or the writer weren't in their own film, so it's fine. they're really not known for a lot either. Yeah, who? Be either of them, the writer, or the director. Oh, those two, the people who wrote and directed. Well, the right, well, the writer, the one of the the writer is also the director. So, oh, well, there was another writer too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbit. The, I haven't heard any of this shit. I. You ever heard of this guy named Mike that wrote and directed his own first film? No, who's that? He only has one credit on his IM on his IMDb. Yeah, he was in that fucking like SpongeBob TV show as a prop guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like but, some uh, of the professors at my uh, film school talking down to us, oh, and I'm like looking you up on so IMDb. Y- you were a background character in episode four, season seven of A Team. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Wow, that was that was a really cool van. I had scene, this one dude. writing. I saw your hair. I had this one writing teacher who was just an absolute prick, and I was like, "What the hell is this guy written? Is this guy? Did he write like Citizen Kane or something?" And I looked him up, and 
he like was in the props department and the and like the lighting department for a bunch of stuff. I was like, "Fuck this retard." The props department. Fuck those retards. <laughs> no, not that. But That's like, don't that. talk down to me. Like, no, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like yeah. you're like the, yeah. the the most awesome writer, and I'm like no one. You know, it's like fuck you. Nope. <laughs> that sounds like a Hollywood writer to me. You know? so. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> that's a film. You story. see him in the picket lines. Oh wait, he can't fucking even get in WGA. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll just comment on the Dutch language. Um, as portrayed in this film. The most fucked up sounding language in the world. Yeah, it sounds like mm, a German having Danish, a constant stroke. Danish is kind of... Well, no, 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 no. At least similar, Danish but... is a Nordic language. This is this is literally German, a German person that's having a constant stroke. Like just a slow fucking I lead. knew some of the... I knew some of what they were saying just because of how much German I know. Yeah, you know, same here. Very you, interesting, most yeah. Germans can understand Dutch people about a third of the way. <laughs> But it's like again, they're they're like okay, we're having a stroke constantly while we're talking, and God, I, I know I, I could piss off a lot of our Dutch listeners. There's so many, but of them. it's it's just a bastardized version of German. So many. There's really only two people, two things in this world I can't tolerate: people that can't tolerate other people's cultures and the Dutch. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody know that quote? Gold member, no. gold member. Oh, <laughs> the Dutch. It's like yeah. Oh, wait a second. Is he wearing? Oh no, Gold he's not. Member is so good. Oh my god. I was gonna say it looks like the guy in the on the, on the, in the background of the poster is like wearing a K and I helmet, and I was like, oh, that'd be fucking good. No, no, he's no, that's an Iraqi cool helmet on. with an American jungle suit. So. Hold this mm-hmm. rifle like an M4. Yeah. Well, no, the chin straps are different. This, these are things they got for themselves. I don't know where the fuck they got them, but so, that's an H and R. I thought it was a snub nose four five five. Lovely, the the the, so. the well the the only reason why I didn't think it was that was because of the design the profile. It's, no, the yeah, profile. The, the profile is a fucking. It's it's like a Webley or Enfield type yeah. pistol. But it but the but it was but like I knew it, whatever it was it wasn't a Webley or an. Enfield. Some of the early Webleys though have a contour like that on top of the of the receiver yeah. the frame because like normally they don't have this line that comes down like the middle like. That. Oh normally no, they definitely do. Down. Like yeah, yeah. that you. looks like an early Webley. So <laughs> go into uh, Mike's box of treasures. <laughs> No, here I'll show you. I'll show you a Webley receiver. Like no, obviously that's a lot shorter, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. I see what you mean. The way I th- the barrel I, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's the way the barrel just kind of yeah. No, it, it's definitely weirded. Like if it's an H and R, they made fucking everything. Trust me, it's not do. my Pakistani mistake that I fucking made. So you know that thing. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, it's an H and R. That's not a Webley. Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah. side right now. Yeah, it's that. It's that. But it's got yeah, that right turn of the century kind of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's old school. Oh, I guess the oh fourteen. No, I yeah, I definitely saw that. What? He even said it. He's like Nambu. Oh, I forgot to mm, the fucking last samurai dude. Who's fucking? He was doing practice with the saber. Do you did you ever see that? Did any one of you see that in the in the film? It's that like secondary yeah. friend character. He yeah. he has he has the fucking saber in the armory, and then the whole film he has it on him in his field gear. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. The one Jap- well, the guy that carries it. Yeah, no, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, then he carries it saying. like with, when he's in the spec ops unit and stuff. But there's like yeah. a ba- there's a barrel full of sabers when they walk into the they said right, yeah, like yeah, 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 house yeah. or something. It's the plantation mm-hmm. part. Yeah, yeah. It was I just cool thought to see all that stuff. I thought it was cool, but I was like, why the fuck mm-hmm. do you have to carry it, dude? Except, yeah. Oh, the 1903. I, I misquoted it earlier. I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 1903 Hammerless. It's a nice looking gun, except not in this movie. That would be a great gangster move or gangster gun. 
from like yep. the 30s yeah like al capone kind of thing girl pulls that 20s, out of her 30s, cleavage yep. yeah yeah, I did see the stun. I, I appreciated that. For a that. second, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw some really cool photos everywhere. of like homemade stens from the war. It's like a short, it's like <laughs> half the size of the tube and all sten parts. Mm-hmm. The M3. Yeah. The grease gun. That was pretty cool. Right. So, yeah, the, the SMLE. You see in the original photos more number fours than SMLEs. I call scene so. one number four in the movie. No, there's not one. But you see a bunch of spike bayonets in the original photos. Mm. Yeah, yeah, these that fucking are... helmet. It looks yeah, like that was, it looks that was like a kid, like a mind. like a little kid wearing an M1 liner. Like that's what I, I thought, thought they were wearing liners when I first. They're saw like it oversized like, liner, no, M1 liners. It's, it's very, it's a lot thicker. Yeah, there's no weight in those pouches at all, and it shows. Mm. You mean he just has like cardboard in there, styrofoam? Yeah. 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 So this is a super early number one mark three star because it's got the round cocking piece in the mm-hmm. back and also his sight his sight is not is not where it should be no nope. it's way it's it's set for like a lot of the sites has yards. all kinds of dings on it looks like it's been beaten up that's yep. what a gun looks like when it goes into the jungle it doesn't come out of it well, shot that, this in indonesia yeah that's it's probably, probably indian indonesia. it's probably an indian rebuild mm. or indian yeah. used mm-hmm. one so but stocks turn black in the jungle. It's pretty fascinating. Um, no, they use a lot of walnut. It doesn't mean they're in the jungle. It's just like in World War One, like a lot of World War One, it's just moisture well, in general. Might be, but, but I mean, like Arasaka's, a lot of them that come on New Guinea are black stocks. A mm-hmm. lot of the Vietnam yeah. War bringbacks are all black. It, it's moisture that gets underneath the yeah. finish. That's exactly what it is. and just prolonged exposure. Like Sean mm-hmm. has a fucking Indochina Berthier. Bertier, that's fucking like insane, and it's black. Black and he came out of the yeah. jungle, yep. and it's just cool as fuck. Um, he's also, also that mo that that mosin he's got. That's the Vietnamese one. Oh, the, yeah, yep. The mosin he's got for sixty bucks. Mosin, what? No, you you'll hear it. No, just you go ahead. Hear it. Okay, all right. all right, fine. I'll hear it when I read it myself. Hey. Um, yeah, this scene was strange. Popping the collar. Well, you've been doing all the research. Are these right, correct uniforms, Brian? Yes and no. I mean, okay. depends. The, the tunics the soldiers are wearing aren't that good. The officers kind of okay though. But the they fact look he like they're collar, wearing the HB. Way too big. It looks like they're wearing HBTs. Those are Type ninety eight uniforms. No, they're, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're bad repros. That's why they're such a fucked up color. Right. They should be more faded and everything. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm not sure how prevalent the Garands were. Um, I don't know either. Like, um, maybe they contracted with the U.S. Who knows? Like, well, I, the, again, I don't know the history. So, well, well, the, I don't du- know. well the only the only thing I can say, and I'll let Mike A talk, is that the 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 Dutch and the Danish heavily imported and took up M1s as their new weapon of choice for sure. But so, that was yeah, that was late. Well, yeah, okay, that was, was the, right yeah. after World War Two. Yeah, right yep, after Liberation. Yep, 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 yep. Mike A, go. Sorry, no, I was just saying that fucking actor who played like the. The Turks right hand, the guy down there kneeling to every scene he's in, he's like this with the rifle. I'm just like, stop fucking right. doing that shit. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> that like was mid retard. to late Vietnam. Mid to late Vietnam, right. you're gonna see shit like that. Well, th- no. those rifles aren't designed to be held like that. Like it's awkward. No. Like you see people doing that and you can tell it's, it's awkward. And it's like very awkward. Right, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, because they're not meant to be held that way. When when I do a re- so when so doing reenacting, so like one of the pet peeves I do, it's like yeah, I understand. You don't want to hold your arm up and pour it all the time. That's why you sling it in your elbow mm-hmm. and you keep it up. 
They're just slinging mm-hmm. your elbow and walk. That's so much more comfortable right. than fucking, you know, so calm tactical. There's f- there's a number of ways to carry. I mean, you thing. can just carry it with one hand on the on your side down here, you know, mm-hmm. or sling it on your shoulder. That's that's you know, yeah. See, look at that. <laughs> that just looks retarded, and it feels retarded. Yeah, I'm gonna do that with see, a clear, brand. Right, it's like yeah. you're clearing a, a, a room or something. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I I'm so sick of like period war movies and seeing that. I yeah. we should we should shoot something at the dock where we're making fun of that. It's like we definitely like, could. Yeah, soldiers, you know, it's like. Clear. I, I made a con. There was someone posted a clip from some war movie I haven't seen, but it was a World War II thing, and a German guy's doing that with a K ninety eight like this. And I just commented like, "Can we stop with this shit?" And it actually like got a bunch of votes up. Fucking Paralikes guys do all that stupid shit. Fucking guys that just want to make films about shooting as many Russians as they possibly can, like on YouTube. I fucking hate those. Oh guys. God, yeah. And that's the thing is like when I when I told um Dusty Rhodes. When I had to tell uh, Joe, one of the actors in Revelé, I was like, "Yeah, no low ready um, finger in the in the in the trigger well." He goes, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yep." He goes, "Oh," and I'm like, "I know it's gonna be tough for you," <laughs> but he actually fucking did it. Yeah, yeah. None none of them really fucked that up when it came nope, to that. No, yeah. they were all really good. One at One or that. two scenes where Joe like started and then he stopped. Right. You could see exactly because he caught himself, but it's like it's yeah. not noticeable, and it's like. Mm-hmm. But even Joe, who has been trained meticulously on the modern shit, when we told him, hey, that's not accurate, here's how you should carry it, he fucking did it. There's no excuse for any of these fucking actors because their advisors sucked. That's what I'm saying. That's what say. it is. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, I, I get I get into arguments with people all the time who say, oh, that's such a stupid critique. Like, no, that's true. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's a really big detail. Like, yeah. it's, it's very, because, like, look at all the original photos. Mm. None of them are carrying at the you fucking lower high see a ready. Photo of that. And, nope. and not to mention the fact that carrying a bolt action like English style straight stock mm-hmm. rifle low ready carry hurts mm-hmm. because oh, your it, hand has to go in an angle that's not designed. It's, it's like, like those rifles were designed to be carried that way. Yeah, low ready carries yeah. for a pistol grip. It's not for a fucking you know old style. Exactly, stock, exactly. You know? it, it, it's mid yeah. to late Vietnam and then forward. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, I think so. it came out of those like. The USMC were do, they were doing experiments with like quick reaction forces and like small platoon style tactical teams, and that's where it was born out of. Um, you know, they yeah, were during like, Vietnam. Yeah, like sixty eight, yes. sixty nine. That's when they started yep. the idea of experimenting with it. Well, even and like that the, idea um, carried into the. I, I'm not like an uh, you know an expert on the M16, but like even the M16 with that like carry handle on the top, like that's still like an old way of like carrying your rifle, like by with one hand down by your side, like that. that you know? That's what's called. That's what's called. Um, um, um uh fucking Trailing. bounding movement okay it, no it's, it's bound, so you actually only use that when you are picking like when you're moving forward it's called individual movement technique techniques uh when you're picking your rifle up and you're moving forward to another place of cover that's what that was it was never designed mm-hmm. I, i've talked to so many vietnam veterans and it's still true today yeah Brian, you want to compare dicks? We can fucking. I'll get my SP one right now. I do. I my do favorite to... thing with the M sixteen is holding it like this. Right. That's the best thing about the. Well, and that, that okay. So I was just going to get to that. Awesome. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. And then Nate, I'll let you go, buddy. But like, uh, it's most of the Vietnam vets and the 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 post Vietnam vets and everything since then. I'm like. Do you have you ever used your carry handle? They're like, yeah, a couple times when I just needed to grab the fucking thing and like move. 
But most of the time I just grabbed it like Brian just did by the magazine well, the front mm. of the magazine well, and like wrap your finger around there. And that's what we did. It's so comfortable. Mm. Yeah, that's what we did. And it's like, yeah, I've done that before. So awesome. the carry handle was designed, in my opinion, by people who it was a, just like the M16 in general, it was a good concept for the battlefield. Uh, it was, you know, they, they didn't, they, they didn't ever have like actual experience, but they were like, if we put a handle on it, they can just carry it, trail carry. And yes, guys in Vietnam, there are plenty of photos and guys that have told me that they, they would lazily carry it, but it was not a very commonly practiced thing. Brian. I'll make it really quick because I don't want to piss off our Apple guy. We talk about helmets too much, but what do you call it? Um, <laughs> I don't think he's listening. I think we're okay. The AR-15 has its lineage in, um, oh, who was it? I forget his name now, but he Eugene was Stoner? To, Eugene Stoner wanted to produce a firearm for him and his wife to go shooting. That was light. And I'm pretty sure that the original one, I mean, yes, it had a cocking handle inside the chart. The, well, maybe it was, a, well, I don't know, but I think it was just an aid for him to trail carry when he was hunting. Cause it, he literally built sporting rifles for him and his wife to use. Cause he was in the aerospace industry. And then it became this thing cause other people liked it. And then yada, yada, you, it's the best rifle ever made. So I wonder if that's just from him wanting to carry trail, or maybe it was a protector for the charging handle. You know, yeah, I don't know. The original one. Yeah. It's just interesting yep. to think about because it's a civilian, like the, the, it's civilian applications that eventually became military. And the, so. the FAMAS too, like the, it's got the, the charging handle up there in underneath the They're horrible handle. ones. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so who knows? I, I actually don't know that answer. So Nate to talk about carrying handles and we should move it along because we're, we, I know, Mike A wants to end this fucking podcast right now. Um, no, uh, but but like but but like but like to talk about the carry handle uh, adaptation. My understanding, my own personal research for that LMGs are a big kind of deep dive for me. And from my understanding, is that that didn't really become a thing until obviously the interwar period and or World War II, um, with the concept of light machine guns kind of coming thing. I believe the first main, don't quote me on this, nerds, is that I believe the main design that had a carrying handle was the ZB-26 was the first ones, and Brian's holding his hand up immediately, so that means I'm wrong. But then it was then the Bren and you know the, the Japanese had their versions, but for the whole carrying handle for the LMG style is to quickly pick it up and displace. Now, the... the, the uh, the the thirty cows had their own version of a carry handle, and then the MG thirty fours eventually got uh made with carry handles. Um, but the the German way of carrying them to displace quickly with a hot barrel was to take the sling and grab either ends and pull it up through the top, mm-hmm. and that was their version of a carry handle. Versus then later they manufactured, I believe the Yugoslavians did that mainly, maybe later Germany, but the, don't call you're me on the that. The BAR, uh, well the B well the BAR. Did it have a carrier handle? It didn't have a carry handle. It didn't have a carry handle until the A3, which came out after the Second World War. Yeah, yep. yeah. so that was my knowledge. But I'm, I'm talking there. about the concept of that mainly started with LMGs and the easy displacement. And then I think that concept, to tie it all into everything we've just been talking about, has been to like SMGs and and lighter assault rifles and all like all that kind of stuff, like the like the like the uh, Rhodesian FALs and stuff like that, because they were in the PK. Also, look at the screen. Look at the screen. I said the Bren. You said the ZB26, which is... Yeah, I said the Bren after that. I did. Okay. My, I my promise bad. I did. So, I promise. Because the Bren is a, is a stepchild off of the ZB26. It's whole yeah, exactly. that exists. You're right, but you're wrong, Nate. You're correct. Well, well how about, how about ZB... you go fuck yourself? How about that? <laughs> you're correct that the ZB26 <laughs> was the first light machine gun to be mass-produced to use a carry handle. Uh-huh. But you're wrong in the sense that it was the first one to implement it. 
The first machine gun to implement it was the MG-18, which was an air-cooled version of the MG-15, which was going to be made uh, for the 1919 offensive in big numbers. I'm not sure how many they made. I just no, you're right. Check. No, you're, you're 100%, that 100% right. That was the first machine gun yep. to have a carry handle. Yep, you're right. I so, forgot about that. Remember, the Germans innovate ever. They, 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 they plant the nugget as they lose the war. Then everybody's like, this is a great idea. And then it becomes a thing. But, but I am so. right about the 34 not implementing that in the base, and they made it afterwards to attach them later within the uh, within The, the Israelis hooks, made, right? a, made a, a Was it the Israeli it, or the Yugoslavians was one of those? Yeah, it, because the 34 has two ends that you can use Right, for, right. So they put it, they they put it the within one, the yes. they put it within the, the bipod swivel part. The bunker, the bunker mount, which is the yeah, rear mount. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry. That's that tangent over. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh my god, there's no liner in that fucking thing. There is no liner in that. Oh god, yeah. Gets better and better. Or that's it right there and it's black. No, there's no liner in that thing. <laughs> Fun. I don't know what the fuck this is though. So 50 cal. Yeah. This th- what's the Browning M2HB? I, I actually really didn't know that was that's what that was in the movie because it's so fucking black. Oh no, yeah, I saw you that. You can see yeah. it yeah. right there, yeah. You can see the light glinting off the vent holes. We're done. Good. So just before we jump <laughs> like in, good. It, just before we jump into final thoughts, because I know I think we're all racing to get there. The war is very interesting. So it raged on and off for four years, and the way it ended is very fascinating. It's very Cold War y. So long story short, the Dutch were beating the shit out of the revolutionaries. And there were multiple groups of revolutionaries by this point. There was a communist group, there was a an Indonesian um, revolutionary group and the Dutch, basically. And basically, the Dutch and the um, the revolutionaries hated the communists. And for a while, the Indonesians were really running their shit, and they hated the communists. They're doing a good job. And in the background, there's somebody that's funding everybody, and that's America through the Marshall Program. And we decided, or the United States decided, that it was more important to have an ally in Indonesia, in the South Pacific, than it was to have the Dutch have a colony there. So they basically told the Dutch, you have to stop doing your shit in Indonesia or we're going to cut all your Marshall Plan funding. And Holland was so fucked at the time, along with the rest of Europe, because of the Second World War, they couldn't afford that. So they said either live in poverty in your home country or have a fucking colony, you know, in the middle of the Pacific that doesn't matter. So guess what they did? They fucking pulled out literally because of American pressure and Indonesia became a massive ally of the West and mostly America. So it's a very interesting story how it's kind of tied into the cold war in a way and the budding feud between East and West. And the last thing I'll say, cause I forgot to say this earlier is that it's a really, it's really sad that Truman died when he did because he had these very great plans for the post-war period to basically make sure that France did not go back to Indochina to make sure that the Dutch didn't go back. He was very anti-colonial. He hated empires. And he was going to make sure that through the UN, that these things wouldn't happen. Unfortunately, he dies in April of 1945. And Truman's not strong enough or doesn't really care to stop these people from going back into their former colonies. So if FDR lived, the post-war period would have been so different than how it actually turned out. And it's kind of a travesty in a way because possibly a lot of these wars might not have been fought. Um, but that's what happened, you know, history's history. All we could do is study it, but, um, it's a really shitty movie, but it's an interesting conflict. 
So who wants the talking Korean helmet? Mike, go first, man. Yeah, yeah, give it to Mike. Always me. Get it out. Get it out. Get out. (laughs) Hate fuck this shit. Get it out. No, I think I already have. I, uh, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I really wasted time at the end of it. And I just was very, uh, very annoyed. And, um, but also then I was also at the same time, I was like, this is really funny because this guy, the, I guess he's the pro he's the antagonist of this movie. The Turk was a real person. And the movie ends with this thing where he's this actor and then he goes and finds him and shoots him. I'm like, you know, you can't do shit like, cause I'm guessing that never happened. I mean, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that never happened. That's complete Dutch, artistic. Dutch liberty. does not side with a war criminal. So they have to make it clear. They don't stand. I guess that's what, well, that's all it is. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, if you're going to do a movie about a real person, you have to follow some guidelines in terms of what that person actually did and what actually happened to them. If not, then just make them a made up person. You know, just just make him a fictional person. That's what when that fucking movie Blonde came out, people were saying, oh, it's so historically inaccurate. And then the director is like saying, well, it's it's not a biopic. It's like, well, then don't make a movie about a real person. Like, what the fuck? Make him make a movie about a, a fiction. JFK did not have pink hair. OK, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's like the dumbest thing ever when when people, you know, uh, try to defend their artistic, you know, license and shit like that. It's like, well. Don't make it about a real person if you're not going to, you know, follow those guidelines. It's like, it's so stupid. So very bizarre uh, with this one. Um, don't know what it was saying necessarily other than uh, wasn't that shit bad? Well, it's like, well, of course it was. You know, every conflict is bad. Um, so, yeah, I uh, would not recommend it. Would not recommend someone wasting two and a half hours of their time on this. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of ten. so okay yeah uh nate give it to mike b okay (laughs) yeah it was it was so fucking it was so bad like it was this is one of the ones that we struggled through and i'm like god i hope i'm not the only one that fucking thought this thing was a steaming hunk of burning shit but like i'm glad i'm glad you guys kind of agreed and um yeah it's just there was again there was so much potential to like tell a story of a very little known conflict from a country that really let's be honest nobody gives a fuck about um you know at one point the the netherlands were a world power but that was for a short hop and a skip anyway um and so you know post-world war ii it'd be cool to like show okay the japanese the fucking everything like Brian was saying earlier about the context of it, but no, no, it's just focused on fucking a fucking an Indonesian hooker, which is like, yeah, if I want to see tits and ass, I'll just go to Pornhub. who gives a fuck and, um, wasted time on like this stupid fucking story, about okay, now these guys are an elite unit. They're going to go out and it turns on oh, drama at the end. Fuck that noise. Like it was so fucking painful to sit through. Um, yeah, the some of the gear was cool, but again, the helmets that that for me, I was like, we're done here. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, we're done here. I'm not going to be able to like this, and I was right. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a. Uh, I'll, I'll be a little bit more gracious. I'll say, don't waste your time watching this. But uh, three out of ten. I like how you think that's better. That's funny. <laughs> three out of ten. 
It's a half a point. It's a half. I'm a not. Point. I'm not judging you. I mean, I'm mine's. I'm gonna be a little more kinder, but I understand. More kinder. A little bit more kind. How about that? You want me to use a Queen's English? All right, Nathaniel, yeah, go fuck. ahead. Go ahead. So yeah, so like I, I again, I, I'm not gonna repeat everything I said already. I mean, it, it just, I like using Brian's word, which is meandering. That really is the fucking word of the day for this film. I mean, I understand the whole idea of trying to make it this and that and, you know, suspense and non-suspense and, you know, we can do better. There's a guy trying to do good. He's conflicted with the evil that's happening because we're we're guilty of the fucking occupation and the colonizing and all that stuff. I, I understand. But you could have gone... 20 different directions and probably have made it much more digestible in a time period. If you wanted to do this route, make it an hour less. Like, like I think I kind of, you know, hounds and what Mike B says, it's like, you know, we don't need this. We don't need that. Like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I chimed on the cinematography. I like it. Nothing. I, I enjoy the cinematography for what it is. The editing. I enjoy the editing. Um, it wasn't like, you know, hyena road and a fucking, steel container you know so that was fine but the but the writing i mean the writing just was not interesting it was not passchendaele i hate i keep using paul gross's references for what's bad but it really is paul gross's films and writing and stuff is terrible and i didn't hit that levels of writing but it's just I don't care about this and I don't care about that. So why do I care about this? And why would I care about that? Because you didn't pull me in enough to care about this and care about that. So therefore not all this is meaningless. So that's what I have with the problem is it just is a long drawn out Miranda. I can't say it now. Fuck <laughs> Mirandering film about nothing that I can't grow with or care. Meandering. About, so meandering thank yeah. you you just had to say it and i could get it back in my brain dyslexia, who is miranda it's it yeah miranda um dyslexia dyspraxia sorry people lisdexia yeah lisdexia all the dexias um but uh <laughs> you got a deck full of dexias three mile island was a real thing people anyway uh but uh no it's a joke, Mike B. Just roll with it, please. It's not let a me joke. have this. Don't take it so hard. Let me have it. Just let me have this. Please clap. Okay. <laughs> no. No. no, it's, no. A, it's a fucking Jim Bush reference, you fuck. Hey, anyway. hey, penis. Get back on fucking topic and fucking convey your thoughts. <sighs> so... Use your words, Nathan. Use your words. <sighs> so I'm going to give it a... <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 screaming Mel Gibson's. Ooh. Oh, f- what the fuck? Really? Oh, man. Yeah. I liked the cinematography. I liked the location sh- shots. I liked little bits here and there that made it above average in the sense of that. I will say, unless you have the patience of a saint, don't watch this movie. I will say that. But I will fair. give it a 6 out of 10. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I do appreciate the cinematography, and I do appreciate the on-set on locations and the production levels went into it. I don't appreciate the writing, and I don't appreciate the character development. It means nothing. So Okay. Yeah, it's um, not a lot to say to add on to what we said. I mean, it starts off strong, but just gets stupid 
and dumber and dumber and dumber. There's some cool historical points, like with the Japanese being in it for the one scene, like the camouflage jungle suits. That was really cool to see. Um, but there's no plot, and uh, it's really stupid meandering. You know, I wanted to like this. I, I avoided it because I thought it was going to be something else. And then I, I saw it and I hate it because it's something completely different. <laughs> I was so, not ready for what it was as well. No, I don't yeah. think anybody was because I don't even think the director knew what this was going to be. Like, it's so such shitty. a fucking. Look at Mike's a face. He you know? didn't even know. And he, he just and hates the time he wasted of his life. People, people that know the process that it takes to make a movie. Like, I just wonder what got left behind. Like, this is what they were able to tell. You know, from all that work, like, what the fuck? What? what? So, I, that being said, you know, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. And my reasoning is that the first 20 minutes, I thought, were really good. And I wish that that was the movie. You know, like, that was really cool. That tension that you get in the beginning is the closest that anything's ever come to showing the tension of that Cold War period or patrolling the rice paddies in Southeast Asia. Like, you know, of I'm afraid of you and you're afraid of me and nobody wants to be in this this situation right now. That was great. And everything else fucking just blue dick. Um, just like that prostitute. So anyway, um, that being <laughs> Wait, said, just like his fucking brains too. Oh, that, that as well. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Why are you being? I can't Why take it anymore. Because I can't. Well, take you just want to. If you gotta go, we no, can I end it. I don't gotta go. I don't gotta go. I'm, I'm having fun. It's like you're knocking a block of wood. <laughs> Is that what it sounded like? It sounded like. Yeah. Mike, Mike doesn't really have a lot in the uh the cream. So the putting <laughs> putting the scores into the computer. I call Boise. Yeah. As I call Boise nine one one, you know mental issues going on. But anyway, <laughs> we get a man, man, Dutch daddy issue man, made other man go. You're crazy. like on the hyena road level of crazy for me right now. This seems to be your hyena level of road. <laughs> hyena level of road. Okay, dyslexia. <laughs> the road is hyena heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hyena heights. I yeah, just yeah. don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah, it's, well, it's. it's we're okay. gonna put it to bed right before, now. Before so, he, okay, go go ahead, and then we'll do old bay hour. Like I said, uh, man in distress, <laughs> please help my friend. So, if we get the score of three point eight out of ten, yeah, that's so, Mike's. That's I'd Mike's. Uh, yeah. That's Mike's sanity level right now. Yeah, bad, bad movie. Three point eight. It was um, just really not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's... I so I I always like I always like asking this question. So Mike A, since you hate this one the most, it seems mm-hmm. like. Obviously, your score relates that. Um, this or Hurt Locker? Ooh, uh, right now, just after coming off of this, I would say Hurt Locker. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I just you want Iraqi it. Jason Bourne? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because I just watched this piece of shit, and I really just want to be as far away from it as possible. But uh, <laughs> um, if just as of right now, I would rather yeah, yeah. watch the Hurt Locker. You're being emotional, Michael. It's, it's, not, it's not that bad for you, huh? Yeah. No, it, it, it's as bad. Okay. But like you're 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 making comparisons. You're making a decision. You should have just said neither. Mm, okay. Well. So so okay. well. No no no. There is no one else, or the other. It's yes or no. Okay. Last one. <laughs> this or hyena road. Uh, 
probably this because <laughs> yeah i, I this, okay i don't know i okay, I, uh, okay sorry i confused that in my head I was, like, I was like don't shit where you eat we learned that from no 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 i i like, so. really don't like mr gross so yeah i i, I don't yes. i don't like that mr gross. <laughs> mr gross <laughs> I, don't, I really don't like paul gross so no the gross levels well, are still what, high yeah. you know every day you can learn something and what i learned today is that if i ever need something out of michael i'm going to kidnap him <laughs> put him in a room and turn this and on turn this but yeah and i think I I, yeah. I I think by the time he sees the title card, he's going to tell me what I want to Yeah, I'll be like, oh, no. Like, you know, <laughs> like, been there. He's going to start hitting himself. The minute, you know? the minute yeah. I hear that, I see that black screen with those Dutch voices talking about fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'll know. I know it's not. It's not good. <laughs> you know, that's probably a sentence you never thought you'd, sell, thought you'd have yourself yeah. say. I, fuck it, I guess I can't talk. But fucking. Bro. There you go. Yeah, Lizdexia. Like heat casualty. Lizdexia, yeah. Yeah, heat casualty. No, I'm not fighting him. I'm just. Helping him with his heat stroke. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go down. Uh, I'm gonna go down a number of white claws after this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Wow. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. What are you in, are you in the Hamptons? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so. So. Yeah, guys. Right. Yeah. Um, it's we better really... end this before he goes fucking postal. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no law when you're on the claw. <laughs> you so, anyway. So thank you guys for watching it. Um, it's a it's a disappointment, to be totally honest. You know, um, for a very small period of time, I thought this was going to be good. And then you guys are watching it. Well, for thank you for pod, watching the pod for listening yeah. to the podcast. Thank you for not watching the movie. Yeah, no, it's really um, beautiful. Yeah, like I said, it's a disappointment. So if you have pro, if you have Hulu, it's free. If you have Hulu, so that's the only reason why I would say watch it. But just don't. 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 It's watch nice. the first twenty minutes and then cut Dude, it. Dude, if honest to God, if it was Dixon mouth nine, and cut it off. So there you if go. it was ninety minutes or less, I would say not as bad, but it just fucking it just didn't. Everyone quit. has a friend with daddy issues, and it's basically imagine that story in Indonesia. I, so I will only say good. this. I will only say this. If Midway didn't make Mike A this wanting to get the fuck out of here, <laughs> what does this say about this film? I'm yeah. just saying that. It's all writing, man. He gave that film a point one. And he wasn't the man this is, aggravated the, to get the, the fuck out The man wants to run away here. and drink White Claw. Yeah. Yeah. That's a level. That's <laughs> yeah. something. That's the poll quote on the DVD from myself. I want to go drink yes. down White Claws. Michael Ackerman. There's no law on the claw. Michael Ackerman, 71423. There, there ain't no so. laws when you're drinking claws. <laughs> yep. So, Dutch Daddy right. Issue movie in the books. Uh, and don't forget, there are two types of people. The hunter, the hunted. Catch you guys next week. You lick my taint. <laughs> <laughs> good way to end that good way to fucking end that thanks for joining us if you enjoyed this episode make sure to leave a rating otherwise Mel Gibson won't stop screaming if you like this content make sure to check out our Facebook YouTube and Instagram pages if you want to directly support our work make sure to check out our Patreon all these links are in the description below until the next time Scuttlebutt out <laughs>